What's up, everyone? Welcome to a very special bonus episode of The Arnie's. I'm Austin Terry, and I'm joined by Matt Johnson. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be an introduction, but hello, everyone. It's a pleasure, as always, to be here. And don't worry, everybody. Keith will be back for our regular episode this week. He just decided to sit this one out. And to any new listeners joining us for the first time, welcome. We are the Arnie's, and this is a show about movies, TV, gaming, and everything in between. Today, we will be talking all things DC fandom. For those of you that don't know, DC held their big Comic-Con-style event this past weekend. They had lots of panels, released tons of new movie footage, and had some game announcements as well. Matt, before we get into all the news, what were your quick thoughts on the event as a whole? Um, it was just really cool DC to do this event amid everything going on in the world, um, particularly in our case, the coronavirus obviously prevents them from holding a Comic-Con in the traditional sense. So they essentially just did a Comic-Con that's only DC stuff that covers kind of all of their different businesses, uh, games, movies, TVs, everything, comics, of course. And they just put it all out 24 hours. And there's going to be another day of it, I think, in September with some more cool panels. So the event itself, the idea and the presentation was really cool. Um, but yeah, the last thing I'll say about it before we dive in deeper is just for the most part, I found the panels a little bit bland, a little bit boring. Um, ultimately, it kind of felt like the directors and people talking about what they were working on. It was stuff that we already knew for the most part. It kind of felt like everyone was like either in two stages. They were either like were really bored and you could tell they didn't want to be there or they were like overly excited and like trying to be too happy almost. And it was just, yeah, I mean, some of the panels I think were just timed poorly. Like the Black Adam panel, for example, it was cool, you know, to see The Rock finally talking about the movie. Um, but it was like, what, 20 minutes long? And basically they just announced, yes, he's Black Adam. Here's a concept art for what I might look <laughs> like. Here is Noah Centineo, who's playing Adam Smasher. We talk about our workout regime. And then they just answer questions. But I mean, The Rock says up front, like, you know, we haven't started the movie, not starting it for a long time, depending on the coronavirus. But here it is. <laughs> and so he just stands there for 20 <laughs> minutes answering questions that... I mean, who knows if they're going to be relevant once they start making the movie. So stuff like that is where it got a little bit boring and I think long in the tooth. Okay, well, before we get to the actual event, we have to talk, I guess, kind of the biggest news of the weekend, but it was announced that <laughs> yeah. Ben Affleck is returning as a Batman, and this came out before the event even happened. So Ben, ben Affleck will return to play his Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. Right, and it seems like this could have been something they did to tease the event, kind of like, here's some big news, you'll get more at the event. And then not talk about it because everything was pre-recorded. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I mean, but the director of The Flash, Andy Muschietti, was like his quote about Ben Affleck's Batman is how such a substantial and emotional part he plays in the movie. And it's like, this couldn't have just happened. I mean, it's not, they couldn't have just recorded these DC fandom things like long ago. I feel like, I mean, either way, then just like record like a two minute video and just tack it on at the end saying that Ben Affleck will be back. It, it was really weird because I mean, they talked about the Flash movie for 10 minutes. It was a really quick one, uh, no pun intended. And <laughs> yeah, it just seems like they didn't talk about the Michael Keaton thing. They showed concept art of um, he and Batman together. And the Batman 
clearly was at least in concept art. He was Michael Keaton. But again, they didn't mention it. And they definitely didn't bring up Ben Affleck. So it was kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, we might as well just get into the Flash panel as well since we're here. But mm-hmm. like you said, that, that in this panel, they have a moment where they just bring up Batman like casually in conversation. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to like a new page and it says, speaking of whom, right. and then they don't announce Ben Affleck. And it's like, what was the point of even having that in there? If you're not like, it just felt like a really big missed opportunity to have a really cool moment. And like the flash panel was early in the event. So but it would have been like a great way to kick off, like to start this event for the weekend. And I mean, even though we already knew the news, it still would have been nice to hear it in like another context from the director. And from DC and Warner Bros. officially, because the news came from Variety. So it would have been nice to have it like officially confirmed by the people in charge of this stuff. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, it sounds like we're, that's still going to happen, though. It sounds like both of those Batmans are going to play a big part in the movie. So, you know, I think that's something that people out there can get excited for. It's cool Ben Affleck's back. You and I have already talked about the one thing I'm wondering is, like, I guess there was always talk early on when they started talking about Flashpoint that they could just have Ben Affleck be in it and it would be like his swan song. Like they would do like what they do in the comic is you have Bruce Wayne at the beginning and then Flash embarks on his, you know, big Flashpoint adventure. And then at the end comes back and things have changed. And this very, like the new Batman he's talking to looks different. It's a different style suit, looks a little bit different just overall. Um, Still Bruce Wayne. And then they have the emotional impact where he gives them the letter from Thomas Wayne. I was in agreement with you that this movie probably will be his swan song and it's like his way to like exit the role gracefully. But then in this panel, they leaned so heavily into the multiverse and were even clear to stay like, we can have multiple Batmans exist at one time by doing the multiverse. So now I'm kind of thinking that they may be testing the waters with the Snyder Cut, which we'll get to seeing how that's received, seeing how Ben Affleck's received in The Flash, and then maybe somehow there's room for more Ben Affleck Batman movies as well. Yeah, I mean, it always seemed like DC DC never pushed Ben Affleck out. It kind of seemed like he left on his own volition. I think they really wanted him to direct that movie. They really wanted him to write the Batman, but it sounds like he just couldn't make it work creatively with that team at that time. Um, and then he just ended up deciding to leave. But it is cool he's coming back for Flash. The big question, like you said, is, you know, we'll see new footage of him in the Snyder Cut. But beyond that, will we see more of him? Like, will working on the Flash and maybe if the Snyder Cut is received well, will those things maybe lead to him wanting to still appear in the, I don't even know what you call it, I guess the DCEU proper, like that timeline, that multiverse, like that world, whatever you want to call it. Like, will he still appear in those movies like a future justice league movie could he pop up in a wonder woman movie aquaman like stuff like that um so i guess that is this is a good way to kind of test that and see you know what he wants to do so i feel like ben affleck was like hey i'll do more they would just jump at the opportunity um so what did you think of the rest of the flash panel as a whole um we got to hear from ezra miller we got to hear from andy machete the director and then christina hodson the writer as well i think that really the other big news is the new suit i guess is the biggest thing that they released yeah and again i mean it's kind of like the black adam one i mean the concept art looks really cool it's you know i think it'll be more telling when we see it in action um i was never a huge fan of the flash like the snyder version of the flash suit which was basically armor i liked it practically i liked how they talked about what it was made out of and how that was kind of 
relevant because it oh, basically it's kind of like a realistic way for the flash to run that fast and not like disintegrate basically. So I thought that was cool, but just in terms of the look, I never really liked how it looked like armor. So I like that they're doing kind of more kind of like a, a middle ground between um, the Snyder version and then like the Grant Gustin version, for example. So I think it looks cool. They're kind of clear to say that it was designed by Batman as well. So who knows? I guess I guess it's implied Michael Keaton gives it to him, but maybe Ben Affleck does too. Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, I, it, it, in concept, it would seem like Ben Affleck would. But then right as they were saying Batman made it, that's when they showed the Michael Keaton concept art. So who knows? I, and, I have no idea. and we haven't really had a chance to talk about the Michael Keaton news on the show. So what do you think about Michael Keaton being in this movie as well? I think the fact that he's in it and he's getting to come back is cool in concept. I think so many people of so many different ages are going to be so stoked to see. And that's awesome that they're going to get to experience that. I'm just not a huge fan of the Tim Burton movies, frankly. And I, I watched them when I was a, like a little kid, like in the 90s. And I watched them as I got older. I've watched them multiple times at different ages. And I, I always like each time hoped I would connect with it more. And I just really don't. Um, I do like Batman Returns quite a bit more than Batman 1989. But I still don't love that version of particularly it's the version of Bruce Wayne that I don't love. I think his Batman's, you know, good enough. I, I just clearly, you know, I don't have the same love for him that so many people do. So if you're asking me, am I excited to see that version specifically? I think it could be cool. Obviously he'll be playing it older, so we'll see how it changes, but I'm not like as excited as everybody else is for this one. And of course with them doing this and it, it kind of sounds like he's going to be the main Batman of the movie, you know, it might not get, um, you know, the Thomas Wayne, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Thomas Wayne that people I think were thinking we would get when it came to a Flashpoint movie, since he obviously played Thomas Wayne. So would we get that if they ever did Flashpoint, if people don't know in the comics and then the animated film of Flashpoint, um, the main Batman that the Flash meets when he goes to the other alternate timeline is Thomas Wayne is now Batman and Bruce Wayne was killed instead. I think if you had to give people the choice between seeing Jeffrey D. Morgan's Thomas Wayne or Michael Keaton's Batman. I, th I think a majority of people probably would have chosen Thomas Wayne. Um, I know I definitely would have been in that camp. I really hope Michael Keaton is not playing his Batman. Like, I hope it's a new Batman that he's playing. Because um, I, I just don't understand how his Batman would work in these type of movies. Um, yeah. I just think it would be too campy. Like, it would just feel really outdated. So, I've, I'm going to reserve, like, my opinion, I guess, to we see footage. But at the moment, I'm kind of nervous about michael keaton being in this film yeah i assume he's going to be playing his version of batman um and i think in terms of the campiness i guess at the very least if you're going to put him in one of these movies you kind of have to pair him with ezra miller's flash who is kind of a standout camp factor of justice league so we'll see i think it could pair together well i just it's kind of just a lot we don't know because we've, we've gotten some news but not it hasn't been confirmed by everybody so we're a little unclear yeah, no, I agree. Okay, well, let's get into the Wonder Woman panel. Um, this one really had a lot more of Q&A with fans submitting questions and that sort of stuff, Yeah, um, which was fine. I d I'm never really super intrigued by that sort of stuff. But we did have a nice moment with Linda Carter and Gal Gadot, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a really nice moment. That was cool to see them interact and talk about how much they love each other and kind of the inspiration both Gal and Patty Jenkins, a director, took from seeing Linda Carter play that character was, yeah, it was a really sweet moment that we don't often get in panels like this. And we certainly didn't get in a lot of the ones coming up. This was like an actual really cool emotional moment. 
Yeah, and, and this was the first panel where they actually released footage. Um, so right. they, they did put out a new Wonder Woman trailer. Um, what did you think of this trailer? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, I'm excited for this movie. I'm excited to see more Wonder Woman. I'm excited to see the cast of characters they put together. Cheetah, Max Lord. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Steve Trevor comes back. It seems pretty clear at this point that it's going to be, that's Diana's wish that Max Lord is granting her. Um, but we'll see how yeah, that plays that out. Clear. Um, seeing her, you know, so many years later in the 80s, it's obviously going to be a cool setting. Uh, yeah, I really, I really dug the trailer. The only thing about it that I was a little bit iffy on was some of the action it looked a little bit I guess that's kind of how I felt about the original I just I liked the choreography on the original but some of the CG and like visual effects that like were behind Wonder Woman like looked a little off to me at the time and it looks like that might be the same here and then the big one that I'm you know like you said I'm going to reserve a judgment for it because I want to see it more in action like up close and stuff but just on the surface looking at this trailer which obviously isn't a completely finished product. Um, the cheetah full on transformation where, you know, Kristen Wiig is Barbara Minerva actually transforms into the cheetah that we know look wise from the comics. It looked a little off CG wise, but again, that was just some quick cuts and wide shots and we didn't really see it too much. I'll reserve judgment, but just off the top, it, that definitely does not look finished yet. Yeah. She almost looked like she's from the movie cats. You're right. She does look a little bit like she's from Cats because they left her, like the middle of her face, she looks like a cheetah, but the middle of her face is a bit like kind of like a white spot, like a, a lighter spot. And like they left some of her facial features in it. So it looks a little odd in the one scene we, we saw. But I'm happy you're reserving your opinion until you see more, but I think it looks terrible. Um, <laughs> not the movie, not the movie, just yeah, Cheetah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I have always also kind of thought Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig was a weird casting for that role. Um, mm. I'm excited to see what she does. Like, but uh, her final form is Cheetah. That looks like hot garbage at the moment. So yeah, I think she'll do the best she can. I think uh, she obviously has comedic chops, and she's she's done some good dramatic work. If people want to see her in something more dramatic, I'd recommend the Skeleton Twins. But um, yeah, I think she'll do well. It's just how will it look? I don't know. It does look like uh, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor is going to come back with a little bit more of the comedic stuff that we saw from the first one. Um, yeah. I think they're going to have some nice moments, which will be fun to see their relationship continue. Yeah. Um, I did see Jessica Chobot uh, speculating that eventually Wonder Woman's going to have to choose between like saving the world, which would probably result in Steve Trevor uh, disappearing with when she destroys the Chaos Stone and then also taking out Cheetah. So yeah. I guess we'll see how, what the big choice is at the, at the moment. Right, because the tough thing is, I mean, in terms of the timeline, um, I, again, kind of weird. We know what Joss Whedon with the theatrical version did. I don't know if... I think Zack Snyder said in his panel that like Wonder Woman grappling with Steve Trevor's death is still a part of it. So it does kind of paint you into a corner um, where... It's cool Steve Trevor's back in the 80s, but I mean, obviously, at some point, he either, you know, dies or goes back to being, like, dead. And Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just disappears uh, because in present day, he's not there. So, it seems like they're kind of have to adhere to the timeline in that sense. Yeah. Um, I'm still excited for this movie. I, I'm a huge fan of the first one. I think that's probably my favorite of this of the new DCEU films. Yeah. Um, I don't find the 80s setting as interesting as World War One, um, no, but no, we'll just see what happens no. whenever the movie actually comes out. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, World War One is it's such a huge global event, but it's actually not explored terribly too much in film. 
Yeah, so that was such a cool setting, and the 80s, of course, is just like the hot thing right now. I feel like we see it in, in so much that it feels a little bit kind of like we're getting past it, but I think they'll still, you know, make the best out of it if they can. Okay, so the, the other kind of middle part of the event uh, came out with some big gaming news. So we got to see we got to see footage, uh, gameplay, and a trailer um, for Gotham Knights, which is coming from WB Games Montreal. So the team behind Arkham Origins is back, um, making what I thought was going to be another Arkham game or a game set in that you know Arkham universe. But and they even say before that like billionaire bruce wayne found dead in the wreckage and it's like oh shit like i was so excited i was like oh, this takes place after arkham knight like and it's going to be about the bat family and then it got a little weird for me i think the gameplay looks cool but the story is what i'm concerned about because i just don't really have much to go off of since it's just i'm not even in a bad way it's just it's not the arkham universe so it's its own thing. The art style I didn't like as much. Um, it's a little bit brighter. Obviously, a game where we can play as you know the four members of the Bat Family, at least the four most well known, is awesome. So I'm excited to do that. Just really curious about the story, and then kind of just at the end, they just choked in that the Court of Owls is going to be a huge part of this mystery too. So that was kind of shocking as well. So yeah, it was kind of just getting hit with so much, and then the reveal that it's an RPG as well, and. It's, it's like less about the free flow combat. It was, it was just all shocking. I, I guess I was just surprised that they changed it up so much. Like you would kind of on the surface think that they might want to utilize what worked so well for the Arkham stuff. But I guess you also have to give them credit that they're willing to do something different. Yeah. No, I thought the trailer looked really cool. Um, Batman being dead will be an interesting story to follow, especially since we'll be in the roles of the Bat family. So we'll probably yeah. get to see them dealing with that in some way. Mm-hmm. Um I highly doubt he's dead for the whole game. I'm no. sure in the final act we play as him. He's going to be like the Talon, right? Like that's, he's going to be involved with the Court of Owls thing, like yeah. faking his death, and like he might not be in control of his actions or something. But yeah, I, I imagine by the end, I don't know if we'll play as him, but he'll be back, and maybe that'll set up, you know, a sequel where we can play as Batman too. Who knows? Yeah, but playing as the Bat Family was some of my favorite parts of the Arkham games. So to be able to do that in like a huge open world, I think it's going to be really fun. That's the most exciting thing. I mean, that's the thing that we, we've been asking for since Arkham City because, I mean, we had playable Nightwing and Robin, um, but we could only play as Batman and Catwoman. And Catwoman did technically, I mean, you could do open world with Catwoman. It just, it felt so much smaller and not as easy um, to navigate the, the style of world that they constructed. And then Arkham Knight, there were some really great segments where we got to play as them, but they all just felt so confined and there was only quick moments where we could fight together. So it's cool that we're getting a full game where we'll be doing that. The developers were also um, clear to say that there's more to the mystery and the villains than just the Court of Owls. So we'll have to see what that twist is. Hopefully it's a better twist than what we got in Arkham Knight, though. Yeah, Arkham Knight was unfortunate. They just they really just shouldn't have talked up. Arkham Knight being an original character so much. I'm literally not joking. The second Arkham Knight, we heard him talk for the first time, like which is like maybe an hour into the game, I was like, Ugh, it's Jason Todd, guys. <laughs> like, damn it. Yeah, so, so dumb. And I hopefully, you know, W Games Montreal also learns from their kind of weak twist. Well, hold on. It was a good twist that in Arkham Origins, Joker was masquerading as Black Mask. It was just, it was cool, but lame. Like, they just forced Joker in there again. So, I mean, we'll see. We know Mr. Freeze is in this game. I wonder what other Batman villains we'll see. And 
you would think, I mean, Joker would play an element since, you know, he's such a big name and they love using him. I wonder what will happen there. Who knows? I really hope Joker is the main villain uh, that you face when you play as Jason as Jason Todd. Oh. I, would, I think that would be cool. Oh, okay. I thought you were making a joke at first. Like, have him be the no, main no, villain no, no, again. No. But no, no I, yeah. I yeah, really yeah. hope. Yeah, I hope for Jason Todd's story, the main villain's Joker. I think yeah. that would be some cool Yeah, moments. yeah. I bet that's going to be some, I bet that is what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we also go, we'll get to get some co-op action. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be fun to play. I mean, once we get into it, like one cool thing with the RPG side of it is, you know, we saw in the trailer even just so many different variations of the suit. So I'm, I'm really just excited that I can have my Robin look different than other people's and like I can make it look how I want. I think that's going to be really cool. And playing together, I mean, I feel like it's going to be fun. I mean, being able to play a game that has different gameplay than the Arkham games, but, you know, similar in some ways. Getting to play that with a friend is going to be awesome, I feel like. Well, so the other big game announcement we got is this one's from Rocksteady. It's set in the Arkham universe, but it's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Man, well, everything you just said sounds so cool, huh? But it didn't <laughs> look cool. <laughs> so they showed a trailer. I'm not excited for this. We got some Will Arnett interview action. Ugh. Um, and I love Will this Arnett. This, this, is, this, this may have been the least funny Will, Nar- Will Arnett's ever been. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> but yeah, this did not work. Um, I was so excited for this game. Rocksteady's been like, like notoriously, they've been silent since Arkham Knight came out in 2015. Like, what the hell are they working on? Um, and then For a while, it was rumored they were doing like a 1940s Batman yeah, like there were so many crazy rumors. Um, and then this is what a they Superman announced. game. Yeah. And they announced Suicide Squad. So obviously that was cool. And then the poster was really cool. It's called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And it's with Superman with, you know, like the target on his head. Very cool. Um, and we knew it was going to be co-op. And then for whatever reason, it's just the second the trailer started. I don't know what it was. It, maybe it was the vibe and kind of just... How bright it was threw me off. Again, it is Metropolis, so I know it's different than Gotham, but I guess it just threw me off. You know, and we don't have gameplay. They announced it's not coming out till 2022 for next-gen consoles. So there's a lot of time. to. We don't know what the game plays like. So, you know, there's still so much unknown, but if I'm, I can really only base it off of this trailer, which I didn't love. So we know basically at least... I don't know if this will change, but the base game is just going to be four characters. It's going to be Harley Quinn, King Shark, Captain Boomerang, and Deadshot as your Justice League. And it looks like Brainiac has taken over, um, or sorry, as the Suicide Squad. Brainiac has taken over the Justice League. Uh, so they're kind of going crazy. And Amanda Waller is sending in the squad to kill him or capture them. I don't really know, but that's kind of the premise of it. And it sounds cool, I, and it definitely could be. I'm just, again, going off the trailer, I didn't really like the vibe of it. The only one of those characters that even remotely seems interesting to play as is Deadshot. I don't don't want to... I've never had any strong desire to play as King Shark, and I absolutely... <laughs> what? We all have. As Captain Boomerang. <laughs> so, yeah. There, um, I mean, there are some cool things they added to the characters, I guess, to make them work. I mean, Captain Boomerang has a boomerang that he can throw, and then I guess he's able to warp to that boomerang, and then... They've given Deadshot like a, a jetpack, essentially, that he can also use to kind of throw fire at enemies. So they, they've added kind of cool stuff that I think will make at least some of these characters that seem kind of basic um, a bit more fun to play as. So we'll see. I do like 
the way King Shark's character is written, though. Like, yes. it's funny that he's, yeah, like, the yeah, smart yeah. one. So that could lend to some cool moments. Yeah, definitely a different version. I'm not excited for 40 hours of the Harley Quinn voice, though. Yeah, I love Harley. Um, but, yeah, the Arkham version of Harley is particularly grating. Again, that is the point, that, you know, she really gets under people's skin. Um, so we'll just have to see. I hope, as long as it's written well, I, I can deal with it. But, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And I'm curious to see who the Justice League actually is, because, you know, the other huge reveal we got that I was really nervous about after watching the trailer, but Sefton Hill uh, from Rocksteady did confirm that this game is not only in the Arkham universe, but it's a continuation. So this is a Justice League post, you know, Batman kind of disappearing again. We know at the end of Arkham Knight, we saw the Nightmare Batman. It's very ambiguous what happened, but... I think it probably goes without saying that Bruce Wayne won't be in this game, if not on the team, but will we see other Bat family members? Who is this universe's Justice League? Uh, lots of cool stuff there. And he did specifically say that because this is a continuation, we will see certain storylines and things that popped up in previous games get resolved here. So I think particularly that would probably have to do with Harley, I would think, since she did play a big role in the other games, kind of what she's up to post joker's death how she's been dealing with it i think that could be cool um deadshot was in arkham city i think he was white so he got a character redesign which i'm fine with i i I don't think his design was particularly exciting in the previous games so this is cool and he seems like a lot younger which i was surprised at like he's like i think he's easily the youngest on the team which seems to kind of go against what is usually done but that was a cool dynamic um so yeah, we might get some Deadshot stuff resolved, and obviously since the Justice League is here, they could take some stuff that happened via Batman and the Bat family. If we see anybody, we can kind of find out maybe what happened after Arkham Knight, so lots of cool stuff. I trust Rocksteady, I just wasn't very impressed with this trailer. So, And this yeah. game also isn't coming out until 2022, so we'll have to see what comes out over the next year and a half or so. Yeah, well. I feel like once we see gameplay, we might be more into it, and once we know a little bit more about the actual story maybe we'll you know enjoy it more i wouldn't be surprised if we like it more it's just on the surface it was a little bit underwhelming for me so it does seem like of the two of these games uh we're more excited for gotham knights i'd say yeah which is shocking and again to be fair that game comes out next year and we got a lot of gameplay so there's a lot more to judge but yeah i definitely going into this didn't expect that i'd be more excited for the wb games montreal versus the rocksteady game because i mean rocksteady made the three better arkham games i'm not a huge arkham origins fan and that was uh montreal uh, i do like it so I, it was kind of just a funny flip that i wasn't expecting well we got the suicide squad game and now we got the suicide squad movie nice round two second attempt um we didn't really get a trailer we did get some behind the scenes footage which was odd can we talk about that that yeah, was odd because that was kind of odd it was, I didn't even really think about it until later, but the Batman, we got a two and a half, I mean, it's called a teaser trailer, but they cobbled together a two and a half minute trailer that's only footage from the first like 25% of what they've shot because before they got shut down. And, Suic- and that comes out in October 2021. And Suicide Squad, I think, is still coming out in August 2021. They're so it, done They're done filming, too. Yeah, they're completely said. done, it, which has been so weird because like this movie was shot like a while ago, but... I guess for whatever reason, they wanted to wait to put it out until like over a year. So whatever. It was weird we didn't get a trailer, but yeah, go ahead and keep going because we did get a cool behind the scenes footage at least. Yeah. So there was some behind the scene footage stuff, which looks cool. 
Um, but I think the biggest announcement here was which actors are playing what characters. Right. Um, and everyone's been curious about who Idris Elba's playing. Um, he's playing Bloodsport. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to see, like, the full cast and, like, confirmation of who they're playing. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I think I do know a lot about the DC world, but I, I don't know a lot of these characters. Um, yeah, they went really deep into the rogues gallery. Which is cool. James Gunn has kind of proven himself with, like, the smaller characters of Marvel. So I'm sure he'll he'll do some good stuff here as well. Yeah, and I think it could be wrong, but I know he's been... I don't know, if, like, how big of a Marvel fan he was before he got hired for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but he clearly has a, like a lifelong passion for DC and these characters. And I mean, he was talking pretty, I don't think he was throwing shade at Marvel, but I mean, he was just being pretty upfront that like, this is like, he thinks this is the best movie he's ever done. He thinks this is the one that he's the most proud of. Um, and he, like he was telling the cast like, when he was going through footage that he's just so happy with what it's coming together. And I believe that. So that's really cool to hear. I wonder how many times it was required in his contract that he had to go out of his way to say this was so much fun. And he had yeah, we, we were joking about that <laughs> during the panel. It's like, but uh, I, I do believe him. He seems genuine when he says it. I think it's cool that he's saying that, like he's so proud of it and like this is the best he's ever done. And we know what he's done before. So it is really funny how like with the David Ayer Suicide Squad, like him both him and the cast are like this is so much fun we're like we're the squad we all got tattoos and now like this cast is doing like basically the exact same thing with james gunn like they're trying to sell it as everyone's just had so much fun but as we know with the david ayer suicide squad the fact that the cast had fun filming together did not lend for a good movie so <laughs> no. we'll see we'll see how this one goes yeah i think i wouldn't i think this one might be rated r as well it feels like it's leaning that direction and especially since birds of prey was just rated r too i bet they would yeah actually yeah there you go that's a great point i feel like since that was you might as well make this one so and they've even said that it's basically like a 1970s war movie um combined with like the wacky suicide squad characters so i feel like it's going to lend itself to an r rating um so yeah, man, this was pretty cool. The The actual panel itself, at least it was better than Q&A. I did actually have, I mean, the game they played, the trivia game on the surface isn't interesting, but it did lead to so many funny moments with the cast interacting and Michael Rooker, I was just like dying laughing with like <laughs> the way the cast treats him and makes fun yeah, of him. Like it, that was really So funny. this was one of the better panels for me. It was one of the longer ones, but at least they had fun with it and we got to see the cast interact. Because a lot of these panels surprisingly didn't utilize like the big casts they have. Like maybe they would bring in one person, um, but this one they literally brought in like the entire Suicide Squad. So it was a huge panel. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so let me run through this cast and who they're playing. And bear with me, audience. It's a it's a long fucking cast. So yeah. we have Viola Davis returning as Amanda Waller. Joel Kinnaman returning as Rick Flag. Margot Robbie returning as Harley Quinn. Jai Courtney returning as Captain Boomerang. Idris Elba as Bloodsport, John Cena as Peacemaker, Nathan Fillion as TDK, Pete Davidson as Blackguard, Michael Rooker as Savant, Sean Gunn as Weasel, <laughs> um, Flula Borg as Javelin, Peter Cavadelli as The Thinker, David Dasmaklion as Polka Dot Man, uh, Daniela Minclior as Ratcatcher 2, uh, Malin Ning as Mongol, Storm Reed as Tila, Alice Braga as Sol Saria, Steve Agee as King Shark as well. So this is a crazy cast. I did not realize like how many people were in this movie and how many characters were in this as well. Yeah, I think part of it is because they've been pretty open that, you know, don't get too attached. I think unlike the first, I mean, what happened in the first one? We lost that uh, 
the guy that can climb anything, as Rick Flagg said, <laughs> uh, Slipknot. Slipknot? He died like at the beginning. And they just used him to show how serious she was about killing them. Um, who else? I mean, Enchantress died, but she was the bad guy. I like that they have a lot of people to kill off because it gives Amanda Waller like more power to be intimidating like as a character. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to lend for a lot of opportunities to show that she does not care about sending these people into missions where they're going to die. Like, I think, yeah. I don't think it's just going to be her blowing people up as they try to escape. I think there's going to be a lot of shots of her sending people into missions and then they're just immediately like killed because it's the Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's uh, going to be really cool to see a movie that actually kind of fits the description of what Suicide Squad is. I didn't expect to be excited for this one just because of the first one, but uh, this panel and the footage we saw got me really pumped. Yeah. Um, and I also do want to mention that it does seem like John Cena's Peacemaker is having a large role because they kind of talk, they talk to him yeah. a lot in the panel and he has a big presence in the behind the scenes footage as well. Yeah, they like in the behind the scenes footage, they called him out specifically, the character, and like said, like, what Yeah, he's they said about. he's a douchey Captain America. And basically, <laughs> he's like so into peace that he's willing to kill as many people as he needs to in order to achieve peace for either himself or people so kind of a interesting description um yeah and then one last one last thing before we move on is this is just an austin terry an austin terry theory but because idris elba is playing blood sport i do think that leaves an opportunity for superman to be in this film because the only thing blood sport's known for in the comics is shooting superman so I don't know why you would do his character if you don't want to have Superman in this movie. Yeah, and they mentioned that in the panel too. So maybe Superman yeah, they were will, clear to state that. Maybe that'll be oh, could could we see kind of like how Batman arrested Deadshot? Could we see him trying to kill Superman? That's what I'm leading towards. I yeah. bet it's just a quick shot like that. That um, could be, cool. but that would be cool. And there is that rumor going around that Andrew Cavill is doing multiple cameos, so maybe he's got a cameo in this one lined up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down with that. Well, let's do some quick hits. We are going to do the Snyder Cut and the Batman, but let's run through the really smaller panels quickly. Um, there was an Aquaman 2 panel. It was four minutes long, and they announced no info. <laughs> yeah, they only had James Wan and Patrick Wilson, um, and literally the only thing they said is there is going to be a sequel, and there's going to be some new worlds. That's like the only info they gave. So who knows what's happening in that one? Um, it was also weird that Jason Momoa, we were joking about, he was absent from everything, which was odd because this was pre-recorded. So it's like, and they clearly, because Ezra Miller looked different in two different panels, like one completely shaved and one not. So they did it on different days. So we were like wondering where Jason Momoa is, that he couldn't yeah. be in any of these panels. So it was kind of interesting. Um, there also was a Shazam 2 panel, which was honestly my favorite panel. It was really funny. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's cool that they let all these different properties like kind of make their own panels. And you can tell the Shazam cast had a blast putting theirs together. Um, there wasn't any news. They did announce the name. It's called Shazam Theory of the Gods. Um, and there was a ton of Superman jokes, um, but they never confirmed anything. Like every time they did a fan question asking if Superman was going to be in it. And right as uh, Zachary Levi was going to answer, they cut away. Um, they had another fan question about Superman playing the mentor role, and they once again cut away from that. So I do think Superman is going to be in this movie. And he also, just judging by the questions that they like allowed to get on screen and the jokes they were making, I also think Superman could have a larger role in this film than people are thinking. Yeah, that was another weird thing. Um, we were expecting at some point in any of these panels, they might say that 
Henry Cavill is either going to appear in the movie or he's going to appear in some movie. Um, but yeah, so there was none of that, no confirmation. So we're kind of just speculating at this point. But yeah, it does seem like this could be a good bet at least. The last really quick panel they did was Black Adam. Um, so there wasn't any footage. There was a lot of storyboards and some concept art with The Rock doing a voiceover. Um, and they also did announce the uh, JSA characters that are going to be in it. So we're going to have Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher. That was cool. I'm particularly excited for Dr. Fate. I like Dr. Fate a lot and seeing him or her, I guess, technically, and live action is going to be cool. Um, but this panel was garbage other than that. I mean, it was literally just 20 <laughs> minutes of The Rock promising that this movie is going to be good. But then... Not just promising. The Rock gave us his word. We got <laughs> yeah. a Rock promise, baby. He not only like gave us his word that it's going to be good, but he also just kept saying over and over again, this is something we've never seen before. And I just don't really care or believe it anymore. <laughs> We're going to change the game. We're going to change superhero movies forever. Oh, God. <laughs> um it does it is set in present day though which i was surprised because this is the origin story um but it does look like we are getting a lot of conduct stuff um and i think we're going to get a lot of stuff uh like in egyptian society which will be pretty cool to see yeah i think they're going to be doing both both timelines to show off what happened and all that good stuff so it's going to be interesting i think a, tra- a trailer could definitely sell me but you know just the descriptions and storyboards wasn't really enough for me Okay, so let's get in to some of the biggest the biggest panel of the day or one of the biggest ones. Um, there was a Snyder Cut panel with Zack Snyder um, taking some fan questions, talking to the leader of the Snyder Cut movement, but then he also did bring some footage. Yeah, it was a weird panel. <laughs> Again, it was just him answering questions <laughs> that I felt like, for the most part, we knew. The thing, it only got interesting towards the end when he started describing the movie and um i am glad that henry cavill and ben affleck at least had like a small part of this panel because it was yeah. good to at least like see them participating in some dc stuff right but still very weird that it was just Zack snyder for the most part like why didn't they have the rest of the cast in on this panel like talking like they were with all the other movies yeah it seemed like like a suicide squad type panel would have just been really great for this one in particular i mean hearing the cast talk about the snyder cut especially because this is a movie with like the big a-list stars so you would think they would want all these people together to like just generate some news you know yeah and it was a really long panel too so it was just a lot of Zack snyder answering questions and talking with the snyder cut movement people um so yeah, you know, it is what it is, but it got interesting once he got to the end and started talking about the format. He confirmed a lot of cool things. He confirmed that it's going to be kind, I guess, I don't think series is a right word, but it's going to be like a four part and one hour each. It's going to be released on HBO Max. He said they're also going to do a version of it that will essentially combine them into a movie format where you can just watch it four hours and uh, without any, you know, cutting away. So yeah, and that's coming out after the episodes so they're doing like the four episodes and then they'll have the four-hour movie as well yeah and they also said if you're like you're international or you just don't have hbo max they are also i was interested in this that they're allowed to do it i don't know how it's going to work but he said that they are working on a way to distribute it beyond hbo max which was interesting because it was like exclusive but so i guess people elsewhere will get to see it which is good for them so i wonder what that would look like and uh yeah that was most of the important news and then he just dropped the trailer on us yeah, so let's get into the footage. Um, it is set to Hallelujah, which he used in Watchmen as well. Which is weird. I mean, we've got we've to acknowledge it. it. It is weird that he's using a song called Hallelujah and he uses it for this stuff. I mean, it is a little bit strange. I don't think it 
fits that well. I think it sounds good. This wasn't his weirdest use of it, though. The weirdest use was the sex scene in Watchmen set to the song as well. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. That was a way cool. <laughs> that was a way cooler scene, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So the footage itself doesn't really give us any story. It's just kind of quick shots of like, here's what you didn't see in Josh Whedon's version. Right. Um, so we yeah, see yeah. Dark Side. We see a little bit of the nightmare sequence. Uh, we see Iris West. We see Black Suit Superman. Uh, we see some shots to Desaad. Um, Silas Stone dying while working on the mother box, which yeah. was a pretty big reveal. Because he didn't die at the end of uh, the theatrical. He was still alive. Yeah. Um, it also looks like Aquaman refuses the Atlantean gear, so we might get some more background on him. Um, Steppenwolf's armor is completely different than in the first one. Uh, we also see Flash in the Speed Force, and then Batman has like a nice little monologue at the end. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, a lot of it is just kind of feels like alternate takes. Like a lot of it is the same locations, but they're just saying different things, which is kind of what we expected. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was at least well put together. I liked the cutting away, like at the certain times to fit in with the music. Uh, the, again, same more nightmare sequence was unexpected. I didn't realize we were going to get that. And we saw like a crumbled Hall of Justice, which was cool and surprising. And um, we saw Desaad, who looks really cool and kind of the Steppenwolf style um, CG. Desaad looks fucking awesome i don't like dark side's look at all and it was off to a bad start in the trailer whenever he lifted it up and like opened his mouth it looked really weird um but i also recognize I don't, that i don't think he's finished yet, yeah I don't, I don't think he's finished and also i think um that dark side is the one from the past like the like years and years like thousands of years before the events and i think yeah. they're um clearly like in present day i think he's gonna look a bit more like standard dark side it's just this version is a little strange looking but yeah so a lot of it in terms of news and stories and anything new but it was still well put together and cool and i i was fine with the way steppenwolf looked in josh whedon's justice league but his armor looks really cool in this one too i like that it's like living and kind of like moving around him um mm -hmm. so i'm excited to get more of that as well yeah, so it'll be cool to see. I mean, Black Suit Superman's cool looking. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, because we only see Black Suit Superman in this, like, doing heroic things. Like, we see him come out of um, the Fortress of Solitude. We see him punch Steppenwolf. We see him standing with the Justice League at the end. But I'm curious, like, once they revive him, what will happen? I guess we know that they still have that a version of that fight scene, but I wonder if there's anything more to it in this version so yeah lots to see there also is a, a really cool shot of cyborg like saving a police officer from like a tank um it's a really quick shot but it looks awesome the scene i liked was um there was a scene where cyborg it might be like right after silo stone dies but like he's like dripping and so it's it looks cool because he's obviously so much of him is metal but then there's like water dripping off of him and like he like looks like he's not controlling his movements and flash behind him is behind him and looks scared. It was like a cool shot. Yeah. And then the yeah, speed was cool. force was really cool. We both called that out. This version of the speed force yeah. looks really speed interesting. Force looks awesome. Um, and then, yeah, the Batman monologue where he's like, I don't care how many demons he's fought. He hasn't faced us, not us United. Very Batman. Very cool. Yeah. I'm glad that the footage at least looks cool. Um, he's been telling us for years now that his movie is completely different, which I think was kind of hard to believe. But mm -hmm. just from this footage, it looks like an entirely different movie. Like, it yeah. looks like it's going to be nothing like what we saw in theaters. Um, I'm still nervous, though, because... It does look like this movie is going to be full of cool fan moments, which a Zack Snyder film always has. But is the story actually going to be good? We'll have to wait and find out. Yeah, because I mean, like like we've talked about, it's not going to be a cut down movie. I mean, the way that they're doing this is they want all four hours. They want everything that he shot. So it's not going to be cut. So we can't complain like 
like, oh, this is so overbloated because, I mean, it's like it's almost like that on purpose. So we'll see how they flow together with these, like, essentially hour-long episodes. Like, I'm interested to see how that will work. Um, but also, again, I, we still don't really know. I guess it'll depend on the reception to it. But, I mean, if this movie is received really well, what does that mean for the future of the DC movies? Like, do they try and make a second one? What does it mean for Zack Snyder, too, if this is received really well? Because his big big criticism with all of those movies is he tries to cram too much in there. So if 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 he get, if he gets what he wants and gets to put everything in there, there's no time limit, and it comes out and like people love it. What does that mean for the future of his movies? Is he only going to be able to make like crazy long films now from now on? I don't know. Like, do the, does DC bring him back as well? I mean, do we get? Because I mean, if this movie's received well and they want to continue it, it's going to be a little bit confusing. Like, because currently with the DCEU, like they're obviously going off that the theatrical version was canon. So what would that mean? going forward. I mean, it's interesting, but I guess that's going to be dependent on if people love it. I mean, if they hate it, then I guess it doesn't really matter and they just continue as is. But I mean, if they love it, then that might change things going forward in the future. All right. So we got to cap it off just like the event did. We got to cap it off with the Batman. Um, We had a pretty long panel. I think this was the longest one, like 30 minutes. And it was Way too long of an interview with Matt Reeves telling us the thing that everybody says about making a Batman movie. Yeah, he said all the oh, he said he hit all the big points. You know, Batman's yeah. not a superhero in a, in a traditional sense. Gotham. Hey, it's hey, kind did of you like know, its own did you know character. Batman's a human? Did you know Batman's a human among these superpowered beings? Did you know that? Austin and I were laughing yesterday because he said, "I love Matt Reeves, by the way." But I'm just like giving him shit. He said something that I've just never heard somebody say before, and I just thought it was so funny. He said. <laughs> My version of Batman is a very alive character. <laughs> it's just like, okay. No, it wasn't even that. You said he's a very alive human. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say human? <laughs> he's a very yeah. alive human. I was like, what does that mean? But yeah, there are some funny lines. The problem was they just made this panel so long. So it was like 28 minutes of him just answering questions from Aisha Tyler, who was uh, kind of moderating. But And there was 30 seconds of Robert Pattinson going, hey... <laughs> Uh, we can't film right now. But, that's how they uh, opened it. Here's the movie. Oh my god! Bye. <laughs> that's how they opened this panel. It was so funny. I was laughing so hard. I love Robert Pattinson, and I know that he hates like press and stuff like this. And like usually, when he is seemingly like he's having fun, he's usually like doing a joke or he's like telling lies about his personal life to throw people off but this yeah he just did not want to be there it was really funny i was dying yeah, was it like, also looked like he just filmed it in his closet too <laughs> it was funny but yeah then the rest of it was just matt reeves and the, i guess the trouble for us is we already knew basically everything he was talking about because it's kind of public knowledge there really wasn't any news here so it made it a bit boring um but i mean to be frank i mean he did reveal that they've only shot 25% of the movie, but they gave us a two and a half minute trailer that was pretty fucking awesome. So it worked out. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not be like the panel. Let's not talk too much. Let's just get into the trailer. Um, yeah. The trailer looks cool. Uh, it looks like it's going to be like a murder mystery kind of mob style movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did say we're in like year two of him being Batman. Yeah. So there will be some origin stuff, but really it's going to be more of like the villains origins, which I wasn't too excited about, but kind of the more I think about it, it could be interesting because these are some new villains we haven't seen on screen before. Um, right. So yeah, the trailer looks awesome. Uh, the action looks like it's going to be brutal. It looks like he might even be more brutal than Ben Affleck's Batman. Um and it looks like the Riddler's going to be like just a psychopathic maniac. So I'm pumped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just awesome. We basically, we don't see much just in terms of story because we know it's like basically all stuff from the beginning of the movie, like theoretically. 
Um, but yeah, we see a version of the Riddler I wasn't expecting. He just basically wears a black mask, but he still uses his glasses, which was interesting. And he's, he, yeah. he, I mean, and he's basically a serial killer. At least that's how it looks. I got a lot of, I don't know about you, but I got a lot of, um, the movie seven yeah. vibes from this trailer. Yeah. It felt like a David Fincher movie. Um, yeah, but it was cool. And seeing Batman move around in the suit, as opposed to just like, like, um, that, that, uh, costume test they showed us was really cool seeing him like working with the police was interesting and then seeing him fighting the police later was also interesting um and yeah the beat down he gives that thug was like amazing and but at the same time it it was it was maybe more brutal than like the hand-to-hand stuff that ben affleck did but like in, at least in like that one moment but he didn't kill the guy i mean he just did what Batman does that like people make fun of him. He's like, he won't kill people, but he'll just like paralyze them for life. But, uh, he beat this guy down, but he clearly didn't kill him because he was talking to him when he said that he was vengeance, which was awesome. Um, as fans of like the animated series and video games and stuff, but it was, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, no, I, I liked the majority of this trailer. Um, I'm still not sold on the suit. I think the suit looks a little funny, um, especially when he's talking with the police. But yeah. we'll have to see the full movie. Maybe the suit the suit might change over time. So yeah. from this trailer, though, the suit looks – it's definitely not my favorite. So Yeah, it, it's definitely more like – he. Matt Reeves said that this suit was made 100% by him. It's not like uh, Batman Begins where he like bought pieces and basically assembled it and like just recolored it kind of. Like, he built this suit, and I think based on what he's saying is over the course of his trilogy, because this is year two, so I think over the course of it, things will change, and by the end, we might see a more traditional-looking Batman, um, and maybe, like, a more traditional-looking Riddler, if we don't get it by the end of this movie. So, we'll see. I I like the idea of it kind of evolving over the course of a trilogy, so this first look was pretty awesome. It kind of sucks now that we have to wait well over a year to see the final film, unless it gets, you know, delayed again, based on what's going on in the world so we'll see yeah lots of 2021 is going to be a big year for dc for sure yeah um, huge all right before we get out of here is there anything that you wish had been announced that wasn't or just anything that you kind of the event left you wanting more of i guess it would have been cool to, i mean to kind of like we talked about a little bit it would have been nice to know what the future of superman is because uh, we don't really know again yeah if, i if felt he, like that was a big miss yeah if he is doing cameos in these movies. That'd be cool. It, it's weird that they didn't confirm that anywhere. Like it would have been nice to get a confirmation there. But um, if he does do cameos in the upcoming movies, that's probably a good sign. But it would have been nice to know if they have a plan for Superman, which is odd. They did. There was one panel. Maybe it was the multiverse panel I watched where they just talked about like all the different multiverses they have. Like they had a um, Greg Berlanti who runs CW and they had Walter Hamada who runs DC and then Jim Lee there, all talking about the different worlds and stuff like that. And it was cool, but he made a con He's like, we're definitely not developing Red Sun. But they didn't mention anything about yeah. the future of yeah. Superman. So, I don't know. It seems weird. I don't know. They also had a couple of things on the schedule, like, listed as surprise panels. And it's like, any of those could have been used to, like, announce Ben Affleck, to announce a new Cavill, to announce Man of Steel 2, or or even new animated films, but none, none of them, none of the surprise panels like led to any like breaking news or anything like that. So yeah, I feel like in terms of like the footage we saw, like I feel like fans are going to be happy with the event. Um, but I don't, I feel like this was a missed opportunity of DC to like really like own the weekend and have like crazy news come out. Like, I feel like if Marvel had put this event on, like we would have had all kinds of breaking news, yeah. all kinds of new stuff being announced. And we didn't really, everything that got announced 
this weekend was stuff we already knew about. Right. Like at Marvel and stuff like Comic-Con, like they're always announcing new cast members. They're always announcing new movies we didn't know about, like future stuff, like uh, collaborations and stuff like that. Um, and here it's funny. I mean, we got so many great, we did get great trailers and great behind the scenes stuff. And there is some news, but it was shocking, like how long the day was that even though we got great trailers and stuff like that and release dates and some cast stuff, like there was very little actual news to take away. Like you can, you can go show your friend a trailer, but you don't really have anything new to say about the Batman or, you know, something else beyond that because they didn't really offer too much. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Cause I feel like if anyone was going to write a recap about this event, they could fit all the newsworthy stuff in like a paragraph. I think yeah. it was a eight, it was an eight hour event. Yeah. Basically it's like, go watch Snyder cut trailer, go watch um, Batman trailer. You know, whatever. One little thing, actually, actually, the, surprisingly, the panel that had the biggest news was one that I was able to catch was the Titans panel, the TV show, which I like. Um, I, I acknowledge it's not like a, an amazing TV show, but I have fun with it. But they announced that um, Kern Walters, who plays Jason Todd, is going to return as a villain in season three as Red Hood. They announced um, some other new cast members, new characters, and new storylines. Blackfire is going to be the main villain of season three, and what that means. Like this, that panel, like they were just throwing out news, like <laughs> like like candy. But it was weird that that was like the only panel. Like that's the one that's going to be throwing it all out there. Even the games, we really we saw gameplay and trailers, but and I guess that's kind of the point. I mean, they didn't really announce too much else because they really can't. But you know, I guess. It was just different than what I expected because we're so used to Comic-Con being about news and this wasn't as much. Just kind of like check out this trailer, essentially. I fell off of Titans pretty quick, but I did catch the end of that panel and they showed a clip from the second season mm-hmm. of uh, Superboy and his dog, Crypto. Yeah. And my dog's name is Crypto. So I might have to go check out that show just for that. Yeah. Season two, I liked. Um, yeah. I think you'd dig it. It might be worth going back to All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you're new, we hope you'll stick around and subscribe. Uh, We are currently in the middle of a bi-weekly Star Wars series, um, and we're going through the entire Star Wars franchise. Our Attack of the Clones episode drops on Tuesday. If you like what you heard here, please be sure to subscribe and share us with a friend as well. Um, Also, if you want more DC content, we did do a three-part series on Zack Snyder's DCEU, so be sure to check those out as well. Yeah, guys, and you know, feel free to DM us over at the Armies on Instagram. Um, We'd love to chat with you. Let us know what ideas you would have for future episodes. We're always looking for new ideas. Feel free to DM us your thoughts on the series that we're currently doing, which right now is Star Wars. If you send us a message about your thoughts on Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith or anything upcoming, we'll be sure to read it on the show. So feel free to do that. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, at the Arnie's is our social and the Arnie's.media is the website. And we'll be back on Tuesday. Bye, everyone. See ya. See ya.